0: Comments made on the Saratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Saratech Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Triple Click Home.
1: Welcome to Triple Click Home, episode 25. I'm Buddy Brannon, and today we're uh, joined by our usual cast of characters from Oregon. We have Alina Roberts.
2: Howdy. It's very cold.
1: Howdy. Where it's very cold and it's not usually
2: Well, it's cold, but not this
1: cold. It's very cold here in Erie, Pennsylvania as well. It's not supposed to get above 25 degrees or something like that today. And I think they're saying we're going to get three to five inches of snow. And uh, we are also joined today by John Panares.
3: Yeah, where it's also cold here too. And we have three to five inches of snow already.
1: <laughs> ah, see, we don't have a whole I still bunch.
2: have three inches of snow that was here on Friday because it hasn't gotten above freezing.
1: Yeah, we don't have a bunch here. In fact, uh, the weather was pretty nice all the way up through the weekend. I left Erie on a trip last week, and it was beautiful. And it was pretty nice all week right up until Friday when I got on the train. And then when I you know, got off the train to take Leno out to park in Albany, which was only 3 4 hours after i got on the train in new york it was freezing so uh-huh. yeah good times so this is our annual uh, our annual year in review that's awesome this is our <laughs> year in review triple click home special i guess we're allowed to have a special episode you know everyone has a special episode even though it comes out at the normal time they say it's a special episode so this is our year in review special episode so let's rewind the clock <laughs> Turn Turn back back the clock. clock. Turn back the clock. Turn back the clock. Yes. So analog.
2: The 5S hasn't existed yet.
1: Oh, no. No Mavericks. Oh, no. And there's lots of speculation, but but first we bring the year in with a bang, or with an axe, perhaps. A bang of an axe? Anyway, four senior execs leave Apple, and sort of one kind of comes back and... People are saying, oh, hey, Tim Cook's finally starting to leave his mark. And, well, he's making some mistakes, but he's recovering from them, and he's uh, asserting himself, and he's not doing the what would Steve do thing, and he's really starting to shape Apple into what Tim Cook thinks Apple should be. And I really think this was the beginning of that because that was sort of the theme for this year for Apple, wouldn't you all say?
3: Yeah,
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And based on what we've seen over the last 12 months, Apparently removing those four executives really hasn't hurt them. In fact, it's probably been a benefit. You know, uh, Tim made a decision yeah. that he wanted the designers and programmers to be a more cohesive team. And that's really what was going on when he got rid of or let these guys go was that it was about changing the atmosphere and the culture within Apple. So no more, yeah. I'm working on this project and I can't tell you anything about it.
1: And apparently things were quite contentious.
2: Oh, I believe it.
1: But, you know, I think this was a good change because really Apple has all always been all about end-to-end, right? They control the hardware, they control the software, yep. we control the horizontal, we control the vertical. That's kind of what they've been all about. And to really emphasize, look, we've got all these teams and they need to work together really makes sense. And so we saw that all come together. And interesting, way back in January when this article came out, do y'all remember they were saying, okay, so who's going to head up retail? And they were throwing out all these names. And in fact, Burberry was one of the companies that they said they were looking at for someone to take the job. And um, geez, they were right. Of course, I guess if you throw out a bunch of luxury brands, I guess one of them's bound to stick, right? Right, definitely. <laughs>
2: What do you think, John? Do you feel like this decision that they did way back in the beginning of the year has really been a a benefit? Has it, or do you feel like it's changed them in a negative way?
3: I think it's a positive way. I mean, the proof is in the products. I mean, it hasn't hurt them. It hasn't hurt their sales. You know, the Maps guy, you know, uh, they got rid of him and the Maps application has completely made a turnaround. Oh, yeah. Have they even appointed a retail chief again?
1: Yeah, but she doesn't start work until next year. Yeah, right, right. So, like, retail's sort of been... I don't know what they've been doing with that in between. I guess it's just Well, sort of been obviously, hosting. they're still doing know.
2: just fine without a leader. Right,
1: exactly. Oh, yeah.
2: And they just put in their beacons into all 224 yeah. stores. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's going to be kind of interesting, especially because Apple is so open, right? I mean, like everything's just yeah. everywhere. And I'm wondering how that's going to be for us when we shop, but we can talk about that later. Indeed. So something that I'm interested in here is that the analysts kind of did what analysts do, and they were predicting doom and gloom that Apple wasn't going to be able to measure up unless they came out with the new iWatch or the iTV or the I whatever, which is in the next article. And if they don't come out with a bigger, cheaper iPhone, then they're just going to have epic fail. And, And of course, none of that happened. Right. Which really brings us to our next article, which is trying to predict what Apple's next big thing is going to be. And the interesting thing is there wasn't a next big thing. Nope. It's really interesting because all the changes were very incremental. They were evolutionary changes. We see a lighter iPad. We see a less expensive MacBook Pro with Retina that sort of really starts to blur the line between MacBook Pro and MacBook Air.
2: They did come out with a new Mac Pro. But I don't think that that was. Oh yeah,
1: the new MacBook Pro, Revolutionary. Yes. No, it's just big, go fast, expensive, like high-end yes. graphics, ballsy computer.
2: Finally, making the videographers happy, right? Again. I mean, it's a professional yeah. level stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, huge. But I think that the analysts were very disappointed that there wasn't an iWatch and an iT. Well, you know, Gene Munster was very disappointed, so he gets to hold on to his. They're going to come out with an Apple TV for another year which he's yep. been saying since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I, just love, I just love the analysts because it's always incredible how wrong they are, but they just keep at it, you know?
1: See, I'm not the only one that's 99% wrong.
2: One of the panelists on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me last weekend even made the statement, which is hilarious, but yet so true, which is, he said, well, I don't know, but I'm sure Apple's going to make something. And then a month later, I'm going to buy it, but I don't know why. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> yeah, That's true. That's know, that is, right.
2: It really is true that there's just this compulsion.
3: It's like when an iWatch comes out, you know people are going to go out and buy it. I know I will. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's crazy.
2: And when I came across a headline today, which was the first smartphone specifically for the blind and visually impaired, my immediate reaction was I've been using the iPhone for 4 years. Yeah, what? Please stop Why? making these statements. Why? Why? God, it just boggles my mind like okay, fine, you want to make special <laughs> software for us that
1: You mean yet another smartphone for blind people like there was the Ray thing, right?
2: Yeah, that's actually who this is. It's Project Ray. But they had to put in the headline specifically first right. smartphone for the blind and visually impaired. And I was just like, no. Do you
1: remember earlier this year, some Indian guy supposedly came out with a, like he's going to really start ramping it up and, and it's going to start to be available soon. Like we should start seeing some progress on it by the end of the year. And it was like a Braille smartphone that was going to oh, sell yeah, for yeah. around $200. Yep. Oh,
3: yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me both.
1: If you've got one that you would like us to review, donations gratefully accepted. We'd be happy to do that. In more analyst things, we... <laughs> turn the clock forward a month
2: yes let's go back to february shall we
1: back to february and more analyst thingies insiders how insider these people are now confident that apple will launch a lower priced iphone well okay sort of well right yes
2: but as we predicted you guys the 5s in the united States has so outperformed the sales of the 5C, it's not even worth mentioning. Like, yes, you can go buy a 5C. I have not met a single person who owns one.
1: I haven't either. And really, the only reason that the 5C got introduced was because...
2: Of developing markets. Well, no. No?
1: No, I think that it was developed as a replacement for the 5 because oh, well, the five true. was yes. a lot more expensive to manufacture, and right, you know, you couldn't sell it at the premium that you could the five S. So they're putting those development resources into squeezing everything into a five S, and you know, with the five having a plastic case, or the five C. Five C is a five in a plastic case. It is a so five. So they've got a lot. You're, you're so yeah. Correct. It's a five in a plastic. Yeah. Case. So they've got some more wiggle room. So that the tolerances don't have to be quite so tight as they did with the 5S. Right. So that's the only reason. I mean, we didn't see a bigger iPhone. We didn't see a cheaper iPhone in the way that the analysts really wanted a cheaper iPhone. Right. Apple stayed true to Apple.
2: But they also created that 5C as a way for the developing market. And they're doing fantastic in China. They're true. Other parts of the world,
3: they're selling like hotcakes.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, it's really interesting because everyone said at the beginning, well, the 5S is going to sell like hotcakes for a while until things settle down because all the early adopters want it. Yeah, we're in in month number four. And uh, geez, I think all the early adopters have probably gotten theirs. And it's still selling like hotcakes.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So, so much for that. Now, this next thing is really interesting because we actually got to see this come to to fruition. Yeah. This is awesome. Apple working with this other company on hearing aid technology. And we talked about this with y'all last month. Did it drop or is it ready to drop? I can't remember. But
2: if it hasn't dropped, I know that it's basically ready.
1: It's coming really soon. And this is great. This is another trend that I'm really excited to see and that mainstream companies are really starting to think about accessibility more, not just Apple, but others. And this really excites me.
2: One of the things that comes to my mind is that I really hope that part of this advancement is that maybe we're going to look at how we actually pay for hearing aids. Because I actually have interacted with some people who have hearing loss And my understanding is that if your insurance isn't good enough, then you're going to have a hearing aid, which is going to be really, really suboptimal. And I feel like it's almost a kick in the face, like saying, yeah, you're deaf, but I'm sorry, you're not rich enough to have the fancy pants hearing aids, so you don't really get to experience the world. And that might be true for some of us on some level for those of us with vision loss, But I feel like things like NVDA and getting our technology from mainstream companies where we're not paying an extra fee really has kind of gotten rid of that stigma of, oh, what if I don't have enough money?
1: Moving forward, the clock moves forward another month and Apple gives us two-step verification. There was... I didn't use it. I'm I'm a bad person. You know what? I did. (laughs) I haven't used it
3: either, actually.
1: I did. I signed up for it. Signing up for it was pretty easy. Yeah. And I haven't really noticed any sort of extra difficulties associated with it. Okay. So, I'm good with that. But there was some other security stuff associated with this, wasn't there? There was a reason that they did this and I'm trying to remember wasn't it a, the history. a security
3: somebody got into, was it they compromised the iTunes store or something like that or am I thinking of another incident?
1: I think that it was that...
3: I know somebody did something to the developer site. Remember, they closed the developer site for like a week.
1: Was that this early in the year? Or was yeah, that no, it
3: wasn't. I don't remember. You know, that's the problem. It's just time is a blur.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. Why are last, we doing a, re- a year in review? I can't remember back that far. I don't remember what I had for
3: breakfast half the time,
2: you
3: know? <laughs> I was that old age.
2: Oh, no.
1: Anyway, so they did that, and... I, like I say, I personally haven't seen any inconvenience from signing up for the two-step verification. And in fact, changing to a new phone and all this sort of thing hasn't presented any problems for me. Good. I had to change iPhones from the 4S to the 5S, and then I had to change 5S's (laughs) last month with my, I don't think the screen's supposed to move when you tap it. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And changing computer, changing all that stuff, no associated extra problems with that, really. So, oh, good. I think it's probably a good thing to do.
2: Yeah. And we've always talked to you guys about security as being a really critical thing. So, if you haven't done it yet, and I'm talking to myself, of course, when I say this, maybe I should go in and do it because it's an important thing to do. I really have been slightly annoyed by the fact that every time I restart my phone, I have to put in my passcode again. So I guess it's a good thing that I made it something that I can remember.
1: Right. So there you go. And then, of course, we see the beginnings of the Johnny Ive flatness, or as macOS Ken calls it, Flat Johnny, kind of like Flat Stanley, I guess, where you have uh, you know, the first app introduced with the flat icons and the skeuomorphism going away. So I think it was the podcast app, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it was. I think that was,
3: yes.
2: They finally got rid of the tape player icon, yeah. which uh, I think was pretty cool: which, which is really funny
1: because who's used a tape player in like 10 years or so? Oh, well, more man. than that, like 10, 15 years.
4: I have.
2: One of my students is using a reading curriculum that I kid you not, they have her listen to the story and it's done using a tape player. And I am just no. mortified
3: actual cassettes like, like they actually still yeah. make cassettes still?
2: No, I don't think they still make cassettes. I think that that's how old this program is.
3: Wow.
1: This is the part where Derek puts an effect on like a wrinkly tape.
2: Oh, right, yeah, so it is. It really bothers <laughs> me that we oh. fortified Whoa.
3: Actual cassettes? Like, like they actually still make cassettes, though?
2: No, I don't think they still make cassettes. I think that that's how old this program is.
1: Wow. This is the part where Derek puts an effect on, like, a wrinkly tape.
2: Right. It really bothers me that we... It really bothers me that we have this, uh, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to get into a rant of how oh, come old on, some of our do products it. are. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do
1: it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Listen and Think, which is an APH product, has not been updated? So you can get the files now digitally, but they were still recorded in like the 1960s. And so part of me is like, wow. I don't really know how 21st century kids are going to even react to this because it doesn't I sound like I haven't even like heard
1: this thing. Anything. No, neither have I. Do they have... Because you know, like the APH narrators right back before they did all the studio renovations and everything were like in a basement and you could always tell an APH recording because you'd put it in and it would say <laughs> this book contains up to four sides per cassette or it would say side one of the record or whatever and it would be echoey because it would have this echo. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right, Jamie? Yeah.
5: And sometimes you can actually hear a foot under a desk or something. You can actually hear her kicking a chair. Or yeah,
1: or you can hear, like, the pages being
3: turned. You know, I think turned. that
2: they've probably been digitized, and yeah. so the yeah. quality is good, but the guy sounds like, I honestly feel like I'm watching an episode of Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> like, it's just that, isn't it swell? And I'm like,
1: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird like creepy. Talk about turning the clock back.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Johnny I for maybe realizing that having a... There are, do you realize that there are people in this country who don't even know what a cassette player is? I mean, that kind of makes me sad because they were my thing when I was a kid. But.
1: Yeah, well, you know, like, we have a VCR, and oh, yeah, I don't think so we've do ever we. put a videotape in it since we've gotten Alina, I don't think. We might have.
2: I still own VHS movies and I really just need to donate them.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, we still have some. But yeah, she expects music to be downloadable and things to be on DVD at the worst, but downloadable movies and movies on iPads and what? You know.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you what the one thing that I could see as a benefit to a kid who is visually impaired with a VHS versus a DVD is there is no menu true and you know unless you're watching one of those movies that actually just starts playing that i could just see the frustrated child who's got the remote in their hand and going okay i'm pretty sure mom told me i hit this button
1: right (laughs) why is nothing happening and and, and you can't skip the commercials anymore and then like the menu comes up and if you hit play maybe it'll play the movie or maybe it'll like do something else
5: <laughs> not to interrupt but this is the part where i would you know have a sound of a vcr playing in the background um except there's a tape jammed in mine so i can't onward dvd menus you were saying
1: i've got this musical loop going over and over is this the this yeah i know. Boring.
2: make it stop we get frustrated in our household when we pop in our netflix dvd And then, you know, we're trying to skip all the previews and it won't let us.
1: It won't do it. Hey. Like commercial DVDs won't let you skip the commercials.
2: ah, Crazy. The last one, I swear the last movie we watched actually had a real commercial in it. Like it wasn't a movie preview. It was a
1: commercial. I totally believe it. (laughs) Not really.
2: Well, I think we're supposed to take a break, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're going to have a break here and then we'll roll into April and we'll, you know, have your comments and eventually we'll catch up to ourselves, but first, here's Jamie to tell us about DocuScan Plus.
5: Looking for a cross-platform solution to quickly convert printed materials and PDFs into text, MP3, or daisy formats? Check out Serotech DocuScan Plus for just $299. Use DocuScan Plus on your Windows or Mac computer. Store documents in the cloud for easy retrieval and access them from anywhere. For more information, visit www.docuscanplus.com.
1: Welcome back to our triple click home year in review, and we roll the clock forward another month to April. And April, we're already gearing up for WWDC, and and you know Apple's such a failure that again it sold out in like five minutes, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something insane.
1: <laughs> it was it was it was ridiculous. It was like five minutes, and all the tickets were gone. And these aren't cheap tickets. It was like they are not. What, cheap. It, like what is it a couple like two thousand dollars a seat? or something right. ridiculous? Yeah.
2: I get worried when you know I see announcements for conferences that are going to cost me three hundred dollars. So it's really interesting to see something that expensive sell out so quickly.
1: Granted, you know, you spend a week with like actual Apple engineers that work on this stuff every day and develop it. I mean, the innards of Mac OS X and iOS. And um, I'm sure that's pretty hard to replace. And, you know, yeah, you can get the videos after, but I'm sure there's nothing like being there in the room with them to ask them stuff live.
2: Even Six to Start, you know, our Zombies Run people, they ended up going to WWDC this year. And that was probably pretty huge for them. They're this little tiny company.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it really is open to any developer, but you have to be able to afford it. A, you have to be able to afford it. <laughs> B, you have to get in during that first five minutes. Right. If you of- don't, yeah, right. then, then you're out of luck.
2: Okay. I'm just going to say it. I feel like there are times when that's when using a screen reader is a real downfall.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, because we can't get to things as fast.
2: No, it's like when they do Woodoffs or how the bag, bag of, of crap, crap. yes.
1: Well, you yeah. Yeah, I'm never I, getting
2: a bag of crap ever. I've
1: never gotten a bag <laughs> of crap. You know, I think the bag of crap probably used to be better than the bag of crap is now. Unless, of course, you know, the bag of crap include... I, I guess there's a good possibility that the bag of crap could include like an HDTV because that's pretty it much It has all included an anymore. HDTV.
2: Oh, bag has of crap. It? it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, considering that's all they sell anymore is HDTVs, like they'll <laughs> change it to HDTV.com.
2: But we're never getting one. And no. beyond that, buddy, there are actually hackers who have actually created a way for them to be notified when a bag of crap is released before everybody else knows. And I'm uh, like, that's, oh, that's just that's not right. cheating. Yeah, that's not right. Stupid nerds. Damn those nerds. But I've even had that problem of I can't buy tickets because Ticketmaster kicked me off the system. Oh, I, I
1: hate slow. Ticketmaster. Ah! I hate Ticketmaster with a purple passion.
2: <laughs> a purple passion?
1: <laughs> a purple passion.
2: Purple passion. Is that
3: different from like a red passion? or?
2: Yes. I think maybe. Totally.
3: <laughs> Never heard that expression before.
2: So I want to meet a blind developer who managed to get a WWDC ticket.
1: I also want to meet a blind developer who's managed to get a bag of crap.
2: Yes. <laughs> and for all you that are sitting there going, why are Buddy and Alina talking about a bag of crap? What the heck are they talking about? You need to go to woot.com because clearly you're not in the know. And you need to figure There's that out.
1: There's so many deal-a-day sites now, though. Like,
2: Oh, I know. But Woot is still awesome.
1: Woot's still awesome. But yeah, I found this new one recently. And it's called like M-O-O-L-A-L-A. Uh-huh. Moolala. Moolala. And I'm still trying to get this worked out because, of course, the site the voucher is on says the voucher is not valid. So we're trying to work that out. But I'm all excited because I got like cheap bamboo fiber bed sheets. <gasps> bamboo is the awesomest really? thing ever. Yeah, nice.
2: Uh-huh. Bamboo, Where I mean, did like you 39 bucks
1: for, I'll send you a link.
2: Please.
1: Bamboo sheets and towels are like the awesomest thing ever. Ugh.
2: You would make me a very happy person, buddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll send you a link.
2: I'll hold you to that. I'll be like, where's my link? Darn it.
1: From bamboo bedsheets to Tim Cook apologizing to the Chinese, where they grow bamboo.
2: (laughs) They do grow bamboo, yes. You can grow bamboo in America, too, but we also unfortunately have invasive bamboo that will take over your entire yard.
1: yes. I should grow some bamboo. Bamboo is awesome.
2: I have a bamboo plant downstairs. We call it our lucky bamboo.
1: Bamboo They're pretty just great. Rules.
2: Yeah, because you can like not water it for a month and it doesn't die.
1: <laughs> That's my speed because I'm totally Mr. ADD guy when it comes to watering things and taking care of plants. Yeah, for so, sure. Again, Tim Cook leaves his mark and starts making apple his and taking it in a direction that he apologized. That Steve, Jobs would never,
2: Steve would never have apologized Steve for anything. Steve would never
1: have no. Never.
2: And especially not publicly.
1: No. And like this was <laughs> maybe the first time but it certainly wasn't the last. I mean, Tim, right. Is he apologized for maps. Not, he apologized for maps. Yeah. But he's totally not at all afraid to say, you know what? We screwed up. We are sorry. Yep. We'll make it better. And then he does. Then they do make it better. Because, I mean, like an apology is not an apology unless it's backed up by actions actions showing that the apology is genuine. And Tim's not afraid to do that.
3: No, he's done it more than a few times. You know, he's done it more than a few times, which is, like you said, Steve Jobs. I don't know if he would have been that quick, if at all, you know, to apologize.
2: No, Steve doesn't. He he never felt like the man who was going to apologize.
3: Well, he kind of, sort of did with the did, with the, did the antenna. sort of with the antenna gate.
1: No, he didn't. He said, "You're holding it wrong." Well, initially, <laughs> but he he, he he's
3: kind of, sort of, you know, in a in a roundabout way.
1: No, he said, "Here, put this rubber band on. We'll sell <laughs> yeah. you one for twenty nine bucks." Yeah, exactly. yeah, right. Which basically was saying,
3: "Yeah, there is something there," but you know. I'm saying in the Steve Jobsonian way, that that was his way of apologizing.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, that's about as close as we'd have, anyone would ever get from Steve Jobs. Right. Here, you can have this free rubber band.
3: Right. Now, go away, kid. You bother me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get yeah. off my line. Right. So, let's roll the clock forward again to May. May was an exciting month.
2: Why was it exciting, buddy?
1: You know what? We'll talk about that in a minute, but first...
2: First, we're going to put you guys on your toes. Now you have to wait. That's right. Uh
1: No, actually, it was really exciting for one guy.
2: I wish I could have been that guy.
1: No kidding. Me too, right? Because what? He happened to draw the magic number and downloaded the 50 billionth app, and it was probably a free app. Billions with a B. 50 billionth app. And he got like a $10,000 gift gift card to iTunes (laughs) or something.
2: Something insane. It's like, like...
1: all the music and apps you could ever want for like ever,
2: except it was uh, for iTunes instead of Apple, right? And I remember us talking about like, take it. That's the real bummer. Like he gets ten thousand bucks to spend on yes, iTunes, ten
1: thousand ninety nine cent apps. Yeah, but
3: I would just go through music and just say, I want this, I want this, I want this. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. No, I was. <laughs> yeah, no and
1: kidding. Movies. I would. That would and be movies. so there.
3: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could live with a ten thousand dollar iTunes gift card. Me Tell you too. what,
1: I wouldn't complain any.
2: But if it was an Apple gift card, that would be even. Oh,
3: that would even more awesome! But you know. Oh
1: uh. uh, yeah, <laughs> then you could get the Mac Pro. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> totally.
2: This is my computer that I don't need ever.
1: But
3: I'm going to get it just because I can have but it. But I'm going to get it room.
2: anyway. Actually, my husband is a videographer, so.
1: <laughs> like you could totally like pimp out a MacBook Pro to the max, like 16 gigs of RAM and like the one terabyte solid state drive and. Yeah. Just well, and forget ass.
2: my little sixteen gig iPhone. I'd have the sixty four.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah,
2: no I can.
1: That's right.
3: And I will have an iPad for every room of my house. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll use the iPad for a message whiteboard on our refrigerator now.
2: Right. Nice.
1: Actually, we don't, but that's what we'd do if we had ten thousand dollar Apple gift. <laughs>
3: Let me pick up the iPad in the living room. Okay, let me get the one in the kitchen.
2: (laughs) Oh, look, I can look at this over there.
3: (laughs) And I use iMessage to communicate back and forth between the iPads. Because I'm too lazy to walk downstairs.
1: (laughs) I'm going to use FaceTime as an intercom between this iPad and this other iPad to tell my lovely wife that dinner is ready.
2: (laughs) Yes, I love it. I'll tell you what, I bet there are people who actually do that. I
3: I know people that text in the same house to send messages like that, you know, dinner's ready or things like that.
2: You know, I don't have a problem with that unless you're in the same room. And then I'm like, really? Really?
3: Uh, I can't (laughs) really say that. Why are you you texting each other? I text my brother. My brothers and I go back and forth, but that's usually just to bust each other's chops So. We did oh, that at okay, Thanksgiving. Okay. We were we were sitting at in at Thanksgiving in the living room all together and we were texting uh-huh. each other and insulting one another and stuff. So it was <laughs> kind of
2: I also love it when you're on Twitter and you know that people who live in the same household are tweeting and they're tweeting to each other and you're like, uh-huh. oh, wait, huh, what? Why are you tweeting to each other? Just go over there and talk to them.
1: It's because they want everybody else to participate in their conversation. Right.
2: No. It's
1: like we really don't no. want to though. <laughs> yeah.
2: How about we just don't? But we digress. Why are we excited about being May?
1: (laughs) Man, okay, so May was also the month where Amazon very quietly made their 99% accessible app 99.9% accessible.
2: That was really exciting, though, (laughs) because we finally could say as blind voiceover users, we can buy any book from the Kindle store and read it. And that was huge because the Kindle had those restrictions on the whole audio thing yep. and can't do that when it's voiceover because it's in the operating system and you don't have that kind of control.
1: Somebody asked me recently on an interview on another podcast what development I was the most excited about. And I said, absolutely, without question, it is access to all of these ebooks. So many places. Oh gosh. Amazon. Yeah. Barnes and Noble. All of these places, we're absolutely spoiled. We've got an embarrassment of riches here in reading material at our fingertips. It's just amazing. Well, think about
2: it. Think about how even a year ago, the correct number was that we had access to 5% of written published material.
3: That's a sad state of affairs.
2: (laughs) It is a sad state of affairs. And we're still not there. Yeah, we're ratified. still but not. But we
1: were glad to have but we are. It, by the right. way. Oh, my not God. amazing. But now, it's certainly not 100%, but it's not five right. either.
3: Right. Now, it's no. come a long way with the Nook in the and Amazon apps. And thanks to the
2: treaty that we passed, which hopefully will get ratified, that statement will not only be for those of us in the developed world, you know, because... Yeah. I think about the people in South America and in Africa and in Asia who might be able to get the Kindle app, but they're not going to be able to have access to most of the books because of all of our copyright laws.
1: But this really is huge. And I've said this a hundred times, too. This was our Gutenberg.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. There are, what, over a million titles available on the Amazon Kindle store? You can read all of the most terrible books ever written. How exciting
1: is that? (laughs) And also the really fantastic ones, but for sure, you can read the terrible right. ones. You, can, you, you too can now buy 99cent books. Right.
2: The new Dean Kuntz book came out like yesterday, and I had a couple of people on Twitter that were like, "Yeah, I got it. We couldn't even do that a I year ago.:
1: have- When does that ever happen? I mean, like the best <laughs> we could do for that a year ago, OK, like we could get books from Barnes and Noble a year ago. Because Nook right. had accessible ebooks.
2: and Bookshare sometimes is really on the ball with.
1: Yeah, but still, new but I mean, like Barnes and oh, Noble so. has nearly the selection that Amazon does, but not oh, yeah. all of it, right?
2: And we've had iBooks for years, but
1: iBooks doesn't have the selection that Barnes and Noble has. No,
3: they. I mean, it's right. great to have all three. I mean, you know, that's really what. It oh, does. yeah,
1: for sure, I wouldn't give up any one of them. And you mentioned Bookshare, Alina, and. Yeah, it's true that they often get things done quickly. But to have something available the day that it comes out, I love it. It's really exciting. I I was able to buy some books that came out the day that they that they I pre-ordered them, and they showed up on my phone. And that's never happened. I mean, even with Audible, sometimes an Audible book comes out the same day as print, but not always. Yeah. So I mean, like if I had to pick a story for the year, it would be this mm-hmm. one.
2: Yeah, and it's accessible with our braille displays. So it's not only that we're giving kids, not kids, but all of us, access to reading something with text-to-speech. We can use braille displays to read it, and that's a million books that we may never have ever had put in braille, you know? And that's huge. There is nothing huger in my mind, and that's why when people say Braille's going bye-bye, and I'm thinking, no, no, it's going to change.
1: Sure it's going to change.
2: Well, it's changing to you, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) a whole other discussion that
1: we can just not even go into today.
2: (laughs) But it's changing because we're using technology, and we don't have to print out giant volumes of Braille if we can. But we don't have to. And I think that that means that hopefully Braille is going to become far more popular and far more useful than it has been in the past.
1: Right. The next challenge for Braille is going to be getting the cost of it down. Well, that's... Oh, down I was just down going to say that. Down I was just going
2: to say that's Hey, in the Bristol next Braille, way. they're trying.
1: They're trying. I hope to see something out of those guys because they're working on a couple of things. and
2: The multi-line display is really exciting.
1: Well, they're more working on reading. I mean, like, I I don't think they're going to have a cheap Braille display with the refresh rate of current displays. But even if we could get a five-line display, five lines by 40 characters.
2: That would be huge.
1: Five lines by 40 characters, even if it took, you know, a couple of seconds to refresh a five-line display. I mean, can you imagine? You could get more context. You could get more context of, like, what a paragraph looks like. Right, um, which is hard to do you on a one You could have graphics.
2: You can have graphics.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. That would be so awesome.
1: But that's that's going to be the next challenge is to get the cost way yeah. down.
2: And you know, I have a friend who actually works at ViewPlus and we've talked about how it really comes down to the mechanics.
1: Yeah.
2: Right now what we're using for braille displays is really expensive. And it's not that the manufacturers are charging people godly, you know, that they're getting a lot of profit. It's that the process and the mechanics of these pneumatics. Well,
1: are and just, the crazy thing about that is that forever. that technology hasn't changed significantly. No, it hasn't in, in whatever, 30, 30 40 years. years.
2: Right. It's just amazing. Yeah.
3: We're still using piezoelectric cells, you know?
2: We got to change to something else.
1: Oh, for sure. And I know people have proposed all kinds of things, but something has to give, something has to change. We can't. Like, like I say, you know, it, it uh, the 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 technology hasn't changed significantly in in thirty forty years. It just right. hasn't. Even, and I know that like Chris Hofstetter would argue with that and say, "Oh, sure, it has. Freedom Scientific has now um, a, a a patented process where they, you know, put the whole display into one unit and they can manufacture it very inexpensively. But they've patented it and like nobody else can have it." Even if that's true, and I don't doubt that it's true, I don't doubt his word on that, but the fact is that the underlying technology itself, whether it's one piece or 40, is the same. That's true. So we need a real significant shift here in order for Braille to really flourish. We really need a significant change. And I got to be honest with y'all, I'm a little disappointed, actually I'm very disappointed with the NBP efforts 'Cause they're saying, well, we want to bring down the cost of braille displays. That's great. We all want that. But instead of sinking money into R and D for displays made with different materials and so forth. Right. They're sinking money into the same technology and they're making it somewhat cheaper. Right. Somehow. Well, that's what they're claiming. I haven't seen any yeah. actual I don't see real any units. Of but it
2: yet Well, and I think we need to get away from this. Same. Cheaper means we only have twelve or eighteen cells.
3: Oh, for sure. Right.
2: I realize that that makes them more portable. But when you're talking about teaching a child how to read Braille, I don't want them working with 12 or 18 cells. I want them understanding how things are laid out on a page.
1: I mean, I'd really like to see the development money go into actual development, like research and development of alternative things like the electro, what what are they called, the electro elastic polymers
3: and there was a stretch of time back in the maybe the early 90s mid 90s where a lot of companies were exploring different cam driven and air driven and different ways to get the pins to come up and down and I don't know ever know what happened to those efforts
2: I think they got given up on yeah, I guess so
1: right and then there was um I guess NIST had a display on like a rotating wheel of some sort that Right they were, I never saw it, but it, it was, it, and then like back in the nineties, I saw another thing. I kind of laughed at it at the time, but it was a piece of plastic on a roll and there was like one cell that would um, tick, 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 tick and punch the plastic up and then it would roll around to refresh really? and, and punch the next bit. And this was like 91, yeah, 93 and never saw it again. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was the only time I'd ever seen anything like it.
2: Well, it might end up being that what we're going to move to is haptic feedback, right? So if we can't figure out a better way to get a Braille display with pins to actually be cheaper, then if we can make a screen change its form maybe that's going to end up being the solution. I, don't I think know.
1: that's ultimately going to be what we're going to see are these displays that change their shape. Right. I do think that that's ultimately what we're going to see. But you know what my record is, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we move on to your record in June with our WWDC.
1: Yeah, how about that? Lots of announcements in June in WWDC. They talked about the upcoming iOS 7 where Flat Johnny really came out with more flatness.
2: Which to all of us blindies means absolutely sure. nothing. But
1: Now, Alina, I know that you've had Sight before, so yes. I'm sure that it makes a lot more sense to you, but the whole concept of squeezing three dimensions into two is something that I could never wrap my head around. So when they talked about a flatter display, right. I just don't get it.
2: You know, I'm not sure I even get it. So, three
3: dimensions um, at the two. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about, John. Right? Here's a picture of a cube.
3: Right. What okay. picture of a cube? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> there is a disconnect in my brain. It gives me a headache trying exactly. to contemplate that. I,
1: I can't work that out at all. Never could. Well, and
4: it's
2: interesting because now that iOS seven is out, I've had people with vision. Some say that they really hate the new display, like they hate the way that they've changed it. Yeah, I have a friend
3: who just went off on me the other day. He just bought a 5S. (laughs) He had gone back to Android because of contract problems for about a year, Uh, hated the Android phone, hated it, hated it with a passion. Finally was able to get back to an iPhone 5S. So I get a text from him, and I will edit this for the sake of this being a, you know, public podcast a
2: family friendly yeah. show
3: a uh you know what tf <laughs> is with ios 7 why are these icons cartoonish
2: ah yes that's actually been the main complaint that i've <laughs> heard
3: he said that i buy so uh, stock and noggin <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well and it's really interesting for me when i'm doing tech support for somebody who's sighted honestly if i'm there and i can access the device And it's an Apple device, then I say, please hand it to me and turn on voiceover because I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I live in the land where screen reader says this, right? right? And then I get the answer from the sighted person, which is, I see a little icon that looks like that. Is that what I'm supposed to hit? I'm like, how the heck would I know?
3: Yeah, that's what I always get. There is no new button or there's no back button. What (laughs) are you talking about? It's like, there is a back. Voiceover says back
1: button. (laughs) It says back. Sure enough, it's the upper left-hand corner. It's right there. And they're
2: like... Oh, you mean that arrow? Yeah, you mean that.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly that arrow, that yes.
3: pointing arrow. Yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> you sight, you light-challenged individuals.
2: Yes, yeah, so the our sighted challenged, or we had a we had a great joke last summer, which was, oh, not sight impaired, because it's like you're actually at a disadvantage when you can see, and I don't remember how we phrased it.
3: Light dependent. Yeah, light dependent. Light them. slaves.
2: I don't
1: have a picture. Light
2: I slaves.
3: Just know what that's it good. Says. This is the point where I got to jump out, guys. So just.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, John, I'm sorry that there are other things in your life more important than us, (laughs) but we'll see you again next month.
3: All right. I hand the mantle over to uh, our producer, Jamie, to fill in in my stead.
2: Have a wonderful holiday. You too,
3: guys. Everybody out there, have a great and uh, safe one. Merry Christmas and things. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Catch you on the other side.
5: All right, let me come out of my little control room here, and let's see. I'll take off the producer hat. And- Don't trip over that. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Shoot. Yeah. You need to clean this place. Man. I'll start with what was the Christmas tree. Derek <laughs> <laughs> just leave stuff laying around everywhere. Oh, Not God. normally, but you're giving me reasons to start. So, All right, I got the other place. hat on here, so I'm ready to rock oh, and roll Oh, here.
2: good. So what right. else did yeah. we see at WWDC? I, I think we saw um, well, they- Mavericks.
1: We did, and we were all Freaking very disappointed mavericks. that all I the kitty cat, names, the were cat gone. names I like the cat <laughs> names. We needed like a lynx or a cheetah.
2: Or a puma. Couldn't we have a puma? Puma, there you go. Yeah, except that's really just another name for mountain lions. So
1: <laughs> well, who <laughs> cares? Be... Yeah, anyway.
2: No, now we have mavericks, which for all us non-Californians is like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and I think the next one's going to be some other surfy thing that we're all going yes what? they've
2: decided to now make all of their new names devoted to california
5: and mavericks gave everyone almost as much heartburn as uh iOS 7 <laughs> it seems yeah it kind of did yes. yeah
2: it still is let's be clear
5: yeah.
1: but they announced yeah. all those things and do you remember they had the demo of the remote control cars that you could control with the yes. iphone and and like it didn't work
2: and it didn't yeah. work Oh, so disappointing.
1: And then they, I think they brought it back for the uh, September keynote. He, yeah, and they did. And it did work. Right. Like, you guys get take two.
2: It's only great when it works.
1: Exactly. Technology is wonderful, except when it isn't. So it was basically the month of, this Iowa, is what's of coming. iOS and Mavericks. Because this yeah. is what's coming, right? We got the preview page for Mavericks where they told us about 200 new features <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what. I've been using Mavericks for over eyes. a month now. I haven't seen most of those features.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they really got to stretch to get that two hundred number. You know.
5: Yeah. It's like if you don't notice anything different, that's the good news. If you notice something that's different, true. it's usually I right, don't It's like when
1: that. you do notice things different that it's <sighs> yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Like mail. Uh,
1: yeah. Like mail.
2: Don't get be started on mail.
1: Mail. Hey, at least mail works better now than it did during some of the betas. I'll tell you what, some of the betas <laughs> are really broken. Wow. But, I mean, that's because they're betas. and you know. Well,
2: and most of the features are visual. I mean, that's really the sure. reality. So. Yeah. That's cool for all you sighted folks. You can get new features. I'll just...
5: All you all sightlings the... out there?
2: Yeah, all you sightlings. <laughs> we will sit by and go, thank you for not breaking voiceover. over.
5: Yes.
1: So we get to um, have a review here of the Dropbox iOS app from Lisa, which Salamid.
2: I really enjoy myself. So,
1: do you know I've had Dropbox forever, and I just got the Dropbox app like a month ago?
2: Really? Oh wow! I've
1: been using Dropbox for all kinds of things, but I never put Money. it on my phone until last month. Yeah,
2: it. I. I know, it I'm, has I'm, been um, so nice that I can access. You know what I use it for? Is recipes. Oh,
1: gotcha. recipes! Yeah. That's good. Yeah,
2: so I, if I get recipes that I've put on my computer, then I just put them in my Dropbox folder.
4: Hello, this is Lisa Salinger, and I'm here today to tell you about how to use a rather common app on your iDevice. Now, this is not a new app. It is not especially dazzling in all the bells and whistles department, but it is kind of an unsung hero because... It really does allow us to do some very neat things. And the app that I'm referring to is the Dropbox app. Now, if you've never heard of Dropbox, you need to go to dropbox.com, all one word, dropbox.com, and sign up for an account. And you then install a program on your computer, and they do have it for Windows and for Mac, and it's very easy to move files to and from your Dropbox. And I have put a few files in my Dropbox. In my case, I put them in a folder called Docs, like short for documents, but you can put them in any folder that you want. And once you have these files in your Dropbox, you can do some really interesting things with them. I'm now on my Dropbox folder. I've installed the Dropbox app from the App Store. It is free. And I'm going to double tap to open it. Dropbox. Now, I'm not going to go through the Dropbox app item by item because most of it is self-explanatory. For our purposes, I'm just going to demonstrate how it uses some of these files that I have placed in the Dropbox. First thing I'm going to do is navigate by headings to the letter D where my Docs folder is.
0: Capital B, capital C, capital D, heading, Docs.
4: And I'm going to double tap.
0: Docs, number icon, actions, share, button, sort, button. Search this folder. Search DB Health and Nutrition, October 2000. DB Sus DRO, the places ULL Go DB 30,795 zip. 17 megabytes, modified 12 minutes ago.
4: I flicked right till I reach the file I wanted. And if you were listening to the particulars of that file, you will know that it is a Bard book. It is Dr. Seuss's Oh, the Places You'll Go. I primarily picked this book because it's short and it won't take a lot of time to load. And, well, who doesn't love Dr. Seuss? So what I've done is I've downloaded this book from Bard and I have left it zipped. And I have put it in my Dropbox. Now I'm going to double tap it.
0: DBSU's DRO the places go DB thirty thousand seven hundred ninety five zip back button DBSU's DRO the place DBSU's DRO the progress ninety nine.
4: What it's doing when it said ninety nine is it is unpacking and opening this file. Of course, if you have a larger file, this will take longer and you can leave it sitting on the progress bar and it will count up until it's done.
0: Share button. Add to favorites. button. Export button.
4: This is what we are looking for in particular, is the export button. If you are still opening the file, this button will be dimmed. But once the file is ready for action, then you will have access to this button. I'm going to double tap export.
0: AirDrop recipient placeholder image. When an AirDrop recipient is in range, double tap on their icon here to start sharing.
4: So I could send it via
0: AirDrop. AirDrop share instantly with people nearby if they do not appear automatically. Ask them to open Control Center and turn on AirDrop. Open in VoiceStream button.
4: I can open it in VoiceStream, but because of licensing, it will not play. But what I can also do is
0: open in Bard Mobile.
4: Button. Open in Bard Mobile. So if I double-tap, it will open it in Bard Mobile, and it will bring up Bard Mobile. Now, granted, you can get books using the Get Books option in Bard Mobile. However, I find that it's faster to download the book from Bard. I also like to have it on more than one device. So I will unzip the book and also put it on my Victor Reader stream. That way, if I run out of battery on one device, I can fairly easily pick up on the other. So let's go ahead and double tap this option.
0: Bard Mobile, bookshelf select category, heading.
4: And it has brought up Bard Mobile. And from here, I can find my book.
0: Edit button, audio books, audio magazines. Oops. Audio magazines, audio books. Edit button, double tap audio books, two items. Audio three items. The sunroom Lewis. More info. The Sunroom Lewis Lu- selected. Bookshelf. More in- the sun more info. Oh. Oh. The places you'll go Zeus. DR. Oh, the places you'll go. Heading. Speed. Play. Button. Double. Stop. All the places you'll go. By Dr. right
4: Stop. And I stop the book, and that will show you a little bit about my quote need for speed. But that should at least confirm that the book is there not all programs which allow you to use dropbox do so from the actual dropbox interface let's look now at the second program that we're going to talk about today and that is the voice dream app
0: voice dream double tap to open voice dream all items button
4: now near the bottom of the screen there is an option to add. Voice Dream. double tap to open.
0: Voice Dream folders, button.
4: Near the bottom of the screen in VoiceDream is an option to add.
0: Refresh, button, add, button.
4: And I'm going to double tap that. Alert, Dropbox, button. And it brings up a list of programs which I can use to add files. The first one on the list is Dropbox and I already went in and configured this service. It had me enter my Dropbox username and password and asked for permission to access the Dropbox app. For whatever reason, when I'm accessing it this way, I can't move by headings, but I have found my docs folder and I'm going to double tap.
0: Outlook 2010 from the keyboard, The Spirit of Christmas MP3. Five, nine megabytes.
4: This is also a relatively small file, which is why I chose it. It is a poem called The Spirit of Christmas. And so I'm on the MP3 file, and I'm going to double-tap it. Oh, downloading file. Ellipsis. It's downloading the file. 41. Here's my progress indicator.
0: Oh, cancel. Button. Okay, file loaded.
4: And as we were reading and navigating. The alert came up that the file was downloaded. So I'm going to double-tap on OK.
0: File loaded. OK. Button. Selected. Dropbox. The Spirit of Christmas MP3. 59 megabytes.
4: And the file is downloaded and is available in VoiceStream. Now this also works a little differently in that it did not bring us back to the VoiceDream app. But it will. For now, we're still in Dropbox. And I want to show you how to get out of this because it's easy to make a very common mistake. Back
0: button.
4: In the upper left-hand corner, corner, corner signal back button is the back button. And that will not take you out of Dropbox and into VoiceDream. It will take you back to the main folder structure of Dropbox. So For example, if you have one file in Docs that you want to add and then another in a public folder, you can find that second folder and add that second file. Dropbox. Heading. Done. Button. This is what you want. You want to double tap the Done button.
0: Folders. Button.
4: It didn't explicitly tell you that you're back in VoiceDream, but you are. So, if you look for the file.
0: What I've learned from two years of the spirit of Christmas. best The spirit of Christmas. Three minutes, 13 seconds. Home button.
4: I've double-tapped on it. Selected. Bookmarks. Play.
0: Macmillan Audio presents The Spirit of Christmas.
4: I've done a two-finger double-tap to pause speaking that works in many applications that use audio. There are, of course, other ways to get the files into VoiceStream and into the Bard app, but I really find that Dropbox is one of the easiest and simplest. If you use a different audio app not mentioned here, you may find that it interfaces with Dropbox as well and I encourage you to check the documentation and find out. It's a very simple way to quickly have and enjoy your files and if you have a large capacity device, and maybe you have large files to put on your device, you might want to think about setting those to upload to Dropbox overnight, then in the morning transferring them to your phone is a quick and easy process. Thanks very much for listening, and as always, I welcome your suggestions and your feedback. Please do understand that this information is accurate as of the time that I recorded this review. It may change as apps are want to do. For this reason, you'll want to check the documentation of the apps that you are using if things do not work or look exactly as described. For the Serotalk Podcast Network, I'm Lisa Salinger.
1: So let's roll the clock forward to July.
4: Where nobody tried out the real iOS 7.
1: Which is an article that kind of, yeah, okay, it's a beta. Yeah, okay, the power of the OS is in the apps, which none have been optimized for iOS 7 yet. Right. Was basically what I think that it was saying.
2: Yeah, that's basically what it was all about was that, oh, well, we've got betas, but the developers haven't actually updated their apps, so. We're not really sure how this is all going to play out, blah, blah, blah. And I know we speculated in July, we're like, well, maybe maybe developers will actually end up charging us for updates to iOS 7. And they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. They could have, if they wanted to. Sure they
1: could have. Yep. And getting back to the year of the book. The year book, of
2: the book, yes.
1: And sort of the beginning of the Alina scores all the cool interviews series. <laughs> yeah. Although, Alina, you did not score all of the cool interviews because no, I, I did the Bradley.
2: I'm super jealous. I didn't
1: get Zoe, though, because like <sighs> everything kept falling through, and I need to get back in touch with him again.
2: Yeah, and I'm still mad at Joe for taking Solara and Solo DX, but it's all right.
1: Yeah, but I got the Bradley. <sighs>
2: well, aren't you just Mr. Fancy Pants? I
1: got the Bradley interview. I am. And
2: well, you got to interview the guy from who works at Apple. That was also really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool.
2: Yeah, but I got to interview the guy from Voice Dream.
1: Yes, you did, and he had a cool story—not just because of Voice Dream, but because like he took a year off of his life
2: because he could. Yeah,
5: that was really a good story <laughs> because
1: actually. he could. Yeah, yeah, that was a really neat. Yeah, <laughs> he went yeah. no.
2: moved to freaking Norway with his family at the like top of the Arctic Circle or something crazy, and then. Decided one day that he was kind stuff. of frustrated with the fact that he couldn't get through all of his reading material by using his eyeballs. <laughs> so, so he, he wrote, wrote an, an app. app. Pretty awesome.
1: And he never thought that it would take off the way it did in the way that it did. And this seems no. to be a trend.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Because there was that blog post from Sarah Talk last week, Jamie, that I just read today. The one about the um, things we learned by making an accessible
5: game. Yeah, that's a great oh, yeah. story. It really was. It really was. Talk about yeah. the the freak. We're talking about game Dice World, at, right? No freak.
2: Oh, freak! That's right.
1: I really want to get that game. It's out. hard.
2: I'm just going to put it out there. Sometimes I'm sure it, it is, is, but it's a lot question. of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And Winston has learned a lot from us, from our community, because yes. when people started giving him feedback. He had to take the time and say, okay, how would I do this if I couldn't see? How would I use this if I was using voiceover? And, you know, in our interview, he talks a lot about how he changed the way that we think about text because the way that most sighted people think about text is that it's in pages, right? That you're looking at a page of text. Well, that's not really how text works right? You're defining rules that it doesn't necessarily need to live in. And I just thought that that was awesome. And
1: that was something I had never thought about before.
2: Right. But it makes complete sense, right? I mean,
1: sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: When you're designing a document that has pages, those are defining well, characteristics that we've decided to give the document.
1: Well, yeah, that's a pulled over from print. And it's very right. arbitrary in an electronic it's very format. Arbitrary.
2: Right, exactly. And the list of voices that we can get it for, like, next to nothing.
1: I still need to get James.
2: I got to listen to the demo James. He's nice. I like him. And I love that it's an app that's continued to just get better. Oh, yeah. He's just continuing to add more and more.
1: Didn't he quit his job to, like, do voice stream full time? I
2: know. (laughs) It's crazy.
1: Talk about stepping out on a limb.
2: Well, one thing I'm happy to say is that I recently went to an iPad workshop, and in Oregon, we've decided that all of our low vision kids get iPads. We haven't decided that everybody gets an iPad, but if you're low vision, you get one automatically. And one of the apps- Really low vision. Yeah. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah, right. (laughs) One of the apps that's included on all of the iPads is Voice Dream Reader. So they're spending the money for every single one of our kids by default. And I was just like that's awesome. It totally should be uh-huh. an app that's automatically included for them cuz
1: I mean it really is that good.
2: And I have both Read to Go and VoiceStream, but honestly when I'm looking at Bookshare I almost always go to VoiceStream. I find searching their database to actually be a little more simple in VoiceStream reader. And I like that Bookshare is like, yeah, we're all about being in open access because we're here to provide books to people.
1: And we want so, people to read them.
2: Yes, exactly. Yay, Winston. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Yay, Winston. So there's Alina's interview and there's an article here by Maury Hill from AI Squared. Who, who we
2: were hoping to have join us today, but technical difficulties prevented this. Uh, yes.
1: But we've got a link to our article in the show notes.
2: Hey, and we had another exciting thing in our world of being visually impaired in July. We did. Yeah.
1: The Seeing Eye GPS app, which is the first blindness specific, well, the first one with turn-by-turn directions. Correct. That was specifically designed for us. And and say what you will about you know what they charge the for it and scheme. what they really mm-hmm. need to charge for it. Right. But there is something to be said for having all of that in one place. Uh, Yes. I mean, yeah, sure, you can run five apps at once. And make no mistake, I'm not getting rid of Navigon anytime soon. Uh, No,
2: because it's a a map-based system.
1: Well, it's map-based. And, yeah, yeah, sometimes you lose your uh, cell coverage. And then you lose your cell coverage. You're just done unless you have something with, yeah. So, no, I'm not getting rid of that. But there is definitely something to be said for having Everything in one place, like your where am I, mm-hmm. your look around, your turn by turn, all of Knowing that in Knowing what one kind of intersection of,
2: when you come to it.
1: Yeah, and none of the others give you that.
2: No. Jamie, do you have it?
5: I do have it, and I've used it some, to be honest. I like it. I haven't used it lately, so unless the updates have changed it, it's a little slow at what it does as far as searching things. Ah. Uh, and that bothers me a little. It can be. But it has some great features, I will say that.
2: Yeah, again, they're continuing to upgrade it because I'm still on the beta list, which means that I see all of
1: the yeah, updates. I'm on the beta list, but of course I can't get the betas because, you know, I changed devices, both of us. So they, And they right. can't take devices out or put new devices in, unfortunately. But yeah, they've integrated Google Maps in. Indeed. Or they're working on integrating Google Maps in.
2: And they're going to make it work in the background.
1: Yeah, that means you've got TeleNav, Foursquare, and Google. That's huge. That's a big improvement, I think.
2: So, yeah, our hats off to uh, the people at Sendero, because this is a really challenging time for all assistive tech companies. And I think we just need to be realistic about that.
1: Oh, it, it for sure is.
2: Yeah. We've entered into an era where so many of the things that I can access as a blind person are all mainstream. I'm not going to spend money for specialized stuff if I don't have to. And I think getting into the mobile market is really one of their few options. But then they have to figure out, okay, how do I get into the mobile market and make it relevant to more than just the blind community? Because they're still that small population. And that's one of the reasons why they ended up deciding that that's what they're going to charge for the app. Because they've got to pay their bills.
1: It's a real challenge. There are a lot of challenges oh, for yeah. the AT industry as a whole. Right. There are a lot of challenges. The biggest one is going to be not so much how do we stay relevant, but how do we...
2: Continue to innovate?
1: Well, how do we continue to innovate, but how do we make our customer base understand that, yes, we are still relevant and there are still mm-hmm. things that we can offer that other that solutions you cannot. Get. Right. And there's going to be some balancing that we as consumers of these kinds of apps are going to have to do, we're going to have to do a lot of balancing. How much uh, is the convenience of having one app for all of this information? How much is that worth to me, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the inconvenience of running four or five apps? Right.
2: Well, what was our last theme last month, which was...
1: uh... Needs versus wants.
5: Yeah, or luxury versus necessity.
2: And it comes down to choice as well. And you can now choose to have a fully integrated turn-by-turn GPS application if you want it and if you need it. If you are a person that goes out and is often going to places that are new to them, I think seeing eye is critical to your independence. But if you're like me and you go to the same places in your town over and over and over again and you learned the route five years ago and, you know, my life is just not interesting, I guess that's much how I'm going to put it. <clears throat> yeah. Then you have to decide for yourself, what do I need out of these products? And it's interesting because I'll get a lot of people who say to me, well, I know how to use the device, but I don't know what I can do with it. Well, that's definitely a challenge, but that's what I say. Go to AppleViz. Like, seriously, that's my very first answer. Yeah,
1: AppleViz is great. It's a big community. And really, if it's accessible or if it's not or whatever, you're going to find out about it there. Yep. And you can't really answer that question. What can I do with this? Well, because yeah. the answer is really like whatever what you, you want. What do you need
2: it to do? <laughs> that's what I usually ask. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, you should figure that out. Right. Because I think there's nothing more tragic than a person who owns an iPhone and uses it as a phone. Like, not to say that you shouldn't <laughs> use it as a I phone, I make phone but... calls on this. Yeah, I make phone calls on the... Why do you have an iPhone? Well, because it's... I don't know. Because they
1: told me I should. It's accessible. I should have I should. one.
2: Yes, but what do you do with it? <laughs>
1: phone calls. <laughs> not what you do with the phone. Not anymore.
2: Well, should we move on to August?
1: We roll the clock forward to
5: August.
2: Jamie, why don't you tell us about the difference between the two iPhones?
5: Why, thank you. I'd be happy to. One is faster, and it has a fingerprint sensor in it. And uh, you can get one of them in gold, being the 5S. Ah, yes. I have one of those. um, Yeah, that's...
2: that's, (laughs) I can't um... see that it's gold, but that's what people tell me.
5: (laughs) Right, right. So the 5C is cheaper and really cool plasticky.
2: Yes, (laughs) unapologetically plastic.
5: Unapologetically plastic is right. And people are buying the 5S or, yeah, in great numbers, Mm -hmm. which we kind of talked about earlier. So, you know, not a lot to say, I suppose, except that I guess we'll see in September when these things actually get released as we move forward. Right you know, what the reaction is. Mm-hmm. But people, you know, at this point in August, analysts were all trying to fill up as much space as they could about what was coming and what was going to happen and what was going to be the reaction and all that good and stuff.
1: And I, I just want to note here that I called it when I was talking about yeah. when they released the 5C. I said it wasn't going to be... You
5: it know, was it wasn't not going to be, the be the
1: super a super cheap, cheap iPhone. iPhone. Yep. I just want people to understand that I called it.
2: <laughs> it's very important to Buddy. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of... uh
1: a lot. I of don't. Wins. I don't get things right very often. That's right. No, Jasper, Well, if the, you, the Kindle I app was the most
5: important thing of the year, the second most was that Buddy's being wrong streak was finally broken. Yes, he,
0: he <laughs> finally right. got it right.
1: <laughs> and I got it right because I, unlike these tech analysts, understand what Apple is and what Apple is isn't. Yeah, I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to make Apple into something it isn't.
2: Right, and I like our other article for August, which is why the the gold iPhone makes sense, and that is that it's a status symbol, right? For you're sure. already having a status symbol by owning an iPhone. Let's be clear about that. Maybe people don't think that way, but
1: the five looks just like the five S. So they have that. to be able to right, you know, differentiate it
2: exactly. But now with the five S gold, you're stepping outside of the box, as it were, and giving yourself that status. And I I think it's really kind of funny because I have a purple case on my iPhone, which means that (laughs) the only way that you could really see the gold is on the rim uh, around the front.
1: So you actually did buy the gold iPhone?
2: I did. Wow. It's silly. And I waited an extra two weeks for the darn thing.
1: I'm so totally conservative for the space gray.
2: I really should have gone with the space gray or the white, but I'll tell you what. If anybody ever asks, yep, it's gold. Uh, Whatever that's supposed to mean. And I really should be using a clear case so that you can see that it's gold. But I like purple, so I have a purple case. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well. Jamie, have you gotten your 5S yet or not yet?
5: No. Actually, I'm eligible for an upgrade in April, which, of course, puts me right in that spot where it would probably be silly to buy anything at that point, so... I'm going to wait until the fall and see what happens. He's going to get an iPhone 6. He's
2: totally going to get the iPhone six, 6.
5: There you go. Yep.
2: Or whatever we're calling it. It's going to be the new iPhone. They're going to get out right. of the numbers, just like they did with the iPads.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah, like...
1: except did you notice they kind of got back into the numbers again? Well, no, they didn't. No, no. They no. Didn't. the iPad well, Air. No, they okay. didn't. They and the iPad, iPad Mini Air. with the yeah, Retina yeah, right. Right. display. True.
2: I love how we have to add all these
1: words. They kind of called it the fourth generation iPad.
2: That's true. But they also called it the new iPad.
1: As opposed to the new iPad. Yeah. (laughs) Which was the third generation. So the new iPad or the new.
2: The new. New were. I don't know. But I like actually having the distinction of the iPad Air. I wish we could come up with a better name than iPad mini with retina display, because I feel like there's too many words, just like the MacBook Pro 13 inch with retina display. It's like, could we like simplify this somehow?
1: Right. Because of course, the other MacBook Pro 13 inch is without a retina display. And there is not a 15 inch without a retina display. The only 15 inches with retina display. Right. But I have a 13-inch MacBook Pro with Retina display now.
2: Which he doesn't need. But I find adorable.
1: I totally don't <laughs> need the. Well, I needed the new MacBook Pro because, like, mine is...
2: Right, right. Know, yeah, but you could have gone with the Air the like pattern. I have.
1: I could have gone with the Air, but the Pro was faster.
2: Yeah, it is faster. I'll tell you what, though, buddy. Mine weighs less than yours does.
1: Yeah, I'll bet it does. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Whether Air or Pro... It's really cool to like turn it on and have it boot up in like 15 seconds.
2: seconds. I know.
1: Of course, yeah. I was confused when I, the first time I opened it because I'm, I'm looking for the power button. Uh, and then I'm, oh yeah, this one doesn't have an eject. So I guess that's where the power button is. And sure enough. Indeed. But, um, yep. It's the last key course, on you know, the
2: right hand side. Right.
1: And, <laughs> you know, of course the other, pro has, a the other pro has an eject button. So there's a round power button. Yep. On it, as there was with the plastic MacBook. And so I was. Lo- that's what I was looking for initially. Uh-huh. Couldn't find one.
2: Well, should we move to September where we had the like...
1: Well, you mean where they actually introduced the actual iPhones that yeah, we talking about Yeah, but that's all right they now?
2: introduced. That's it. That's all we got. Two new iPhones. No iPod, There's no, no iPod. iPad, no Mac. Nothing. No nothing. Two nope. iPhones. That's all you get.
1: That's it. That's all you get. And, and, and
2: they made the live feed only available in China.
1: The analysts weren't happy because, you know, they only released the iPhone. So they were they were already looking for the next event. Right. So the analysts will be analysts, I guess.
2: But you know what? There was something exciting in September.
1: There weren't really any surprises. Well, at you know. the
2: Apple event, no.
1: No, not at the Apple event, no. No. But pretty <laughs> much we got what we expected. We got the fingerprint sensor. We got the... I don't think we were really necessarily expecting a 64-bit processor. But, but it's uh, nice. Nice.
2: I wasn't expecting the M7, the motion sensor.
1: No, I don't think anybody saw that
5: coming.
2: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Jamie, were you surprised by anything at the Apple event?
5: No, I don't really think so. And especially because, well, I mean, I guess the fact that I thought maybe some sort of wearable tech might be introduced a right. watch or something. Well, it's just the analysts kept they saying ready. that they were going to do it. Yeah, the analysts kept saying it. And the, and that's what's so hard at these events mm-hmm. is because it's not anything Apple does or doesn't do. It's what, what we all of the hype around the event makes you kind of messes with your head.
2: Well, to only just have point. the iPhones, I think, was actually kind of weird.
5: It was odd. I would agree yeah, with that.
2: Like, I'm going to get a whole yeah. event and all you're going to tell me is that there's two new iPhones? Yeah, I already do that. Like, <laughs> they've been talking about it for months now. Yeah. But he was right. He got to say that he was right.
1: I love how the analysts were all talking about how the iPhone release schedule was slipping, even though it had never actually been announced. Ugh. Like all year, oh, the schedule's slipping. It's going to be delayed. It really? wasn't delayed. No. Ugh. But that's Whatever. what they kept saying.
2: Right. They say a lot of things, buddy. <laughs> you know, last month we talked about fuzzy math.
1: Right. Well, you know, and Gene Munster is going to still predict that they're going to come out with a full blown television.
2: Oh, of course he is. I'll tell you what, though, with the with the improvements to the Apple TV, I don't know if I see it because right now what they're doing is I, they're just I really continuing don't. to add content, and that's really what you need. Uh, I just scored myself a a year of free HBO, (laughs) which was pretty cool.
1: How'd you do that?
2: By asking for a better cable package.
1: Oh. Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah, my promo ran out, and that's when I call them up, and I say, why is my bill so high? And they say, oh, your promo ran out. Here's our loyalty department to fix you up. And I was like, okay. And so then she's like, well, I can't get you more channels on your cable package, but for not much more money, I can give you a free year of HBO. And I was like, sure, okay. And so now I have HBO Go on my Apple TV, and it's so cool.
1: There you go. But no, the Apple TV, I I don't know. I just don't see Apple sinking a lot of resources into a full-blown, full-on TV. I just don't. Yeah, I
2: don't either. I don't think it's going to be worth their time or their money, and I don't know that it'll sell. What do you think, Jamie? Do you think that's worth it to them? Or are they entering into territory that's just outside their scope of... This is going to work for them.
5: I wonder if, I mean, it's possible that they haven't made that decision yet. Mm. Maybe they're still talking to yeah. providers and still asking themselves that question. Right. So there could be a lot of things that could happen. I mean, that uh, time will tell whether right. uh, which direction they decide to go, actually.
1: I think they're going to work out more content deals and we're going to see more content, yeah. more channels and more Stuff on the Apple TV. We just saw the PBS app, for example.
2: I saw a headline yesterday that I forgot to read, which was about Time Warner and Apple TV.
1: I've been seeing something about rumblings about that for a couple of months. Oh, okay. But I think they're definitely going to keep working on content deals and stuff. But
2: you are know they what would be really put cool? Put all of it into a
1: TV set? No, I don't think so.
2: I think what would be really cool is the cable providers offered subscribers the option of using their apple tv instead of a digital cable box because then it would be accessible we'd have
1: accessible programs you know what kinds of things
2: now they have a deadline they have to make their cable boxes accessible because of the federal law that just went into effect so wouldn't it be convenient if instead of trying to fix their own cable boxes they could just go to Apple and say, hey, I understand that blind people can use your set top, your, your little Apple TV puck thingy. Can we just have our content go through it? Like that would be an instant solution for them. And I know that corporations are all about saving money. So just putting it out there. Comcast yeah, actually is yeah. fixing theirs and they're planning to.
1: Comcast is. I've, I've yep. heard a YouTube demo of what they're doing and it sounds pretty compelling.
2: Nice. Well, and it's interesting, when the Panasonic TV came out in the UK, I immediately wrote to the RNIB and I said, why is it that I can't get something like this in the US? And they said, it all comes down to how you get your television. Because most of the people in the UK use an antenna. That's how they get their television. They don't have this cable satellite thingy that we do here in the United States. And so having the television talk... It's perfect and it works great. If you sell me, however, a cable subscriber or a satellite subscriber, a talking television, it does me no good because my content isn't coming through an antenna. And I was like, "Oh, right, that's annoying. I don't like it." <laughs> but now the federal government has said to these providers, "You got to make it happen." I wonder what Roku's going to do. Do you think they'll actually make it accessible?
1: I'm curious about that too. I I wouldn't mind seeing an accessible Roku box.
2: The Google that one needs cool. to be yeah. made accessible too. Correct?
1: Um, I think that the Google one sort of is it. I think that the Google TV has uh, Talkback in it. Oh, okay. And then the um, USB thing that plugs into the TV. Oh, no, I know Chromebox. Thirty-five bucks. Yeah.
2: No, no. There you go.
1: No, no. It's no uh, the Chromebox. Uh-uh. No, I don't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called either. <laughs> 35 bucks, you plug it into your TV. It interfaces via your Google tablet or phone or whatever. So, okay. Anyway, I think that might be accessible too, but I haven't bought one. But we'll see. But a Roku box, because the Roku box actually contains, besides Netflix and Hulu, it also has Amazon Instant Video. Right. I'd like to see that.
2: That would be nice. Because
1: somehow I don't think that Amazon Instant Video is going to be on the Apple TV somehow.
2: You don't think they can be? Buddy I'd, I'd buddy? love to
1: be wrong about that.
2: They sell Apple. I'd products. I'd love to be wrong
1: about that. They do sell Apple products, but they sell everything else too.
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: I'd love to be wrong.
2: <sighs> right, come on, buddy. Let's be wrong about that one, because I would love to see him I'd love to be wrong video. about that,
1: but you know they sell their Kindle Fire HDX and HD tablets, and well, uh,
2: I like that Google things. and Apple were able to uh, make amends about having YouTube on the Apple TV. So yeah, of course that probably just brings in more money to Google. So, oh, sure, yeah. I love having YouTube on my Apple TV, it's very convenient.
5: I have so, an old TV, uh-huh. and I was looking at the manual. It has to be an HD TV, right? A high definition television. Oh, no, it just has no. to have an HDMI,
2: it just has to have, it just an, an, has HDMI. To have an HDMI. Okay, output. yeah. And you can get a um converter okay. for that, Jamie.
5: Can you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Checking I it out.
2: love the Apple TV, you really should have one. I think everybody should have one. I like, I feel like it's the unsung hero of Apple.
5: Oh, yeah. No, I love my Apple TV. Well, and TV. I'd even thought about buying a really small, uh-huh. cheap TV, yeah. too, because we've only got one in the oh, house. Okay. So I may even, yeah. even go that route. So
2: A lot of the new televisions are really inexpensive. I mean, especially
5: yeah. if you're looking at a small one.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. Might be the time to upgrade.
1: 28-inch TV. Uh-huh. So it was hard to find. This entertainment center I have, of course, was made for a an old TV. Mm-hmm. And so the thirty-two inch L C D TVs were just a little too big. And I wanted something bigger than a twenty inch. So like finding a 27, 28 inch TV was really hard, but I did find one and it was it was less than three hundred dollars. It it's like two twenty, right. two forty, something like I that. I
2: live with a videographer, so my television mm. is ridiculously large.
5: Oh uh,
1: well. Yeah.
2: But it's great that we have a receiver, so if I'm watching television by myself, I don't actually turn on the TV, which is pretty cool. There you go. The
1: the only thing is that you have to have, for Netflix and Hulu and at least some Apple video content, you have to have HDMI that reports that it's got video. Yes. Otherwise, it won't play.
2: Yep. But I can watch Netflix on my Apple TV without the television being on because it's routed through the receiver.
1: Oh, there you go then.
2: But you're right. So our other a exciting receiver. story
1: back to the year of the book is the Bard mobile app.
2: Which we wanted in July, which they told us in March that we would have in July. And July came and NFB came and, and went. went. And we were like, uh, where's our app?
1: It wasn't ready yet. It wasn't ready till September, but uh, it's pretty good. I got to say.
2: Oh, it's very good. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you can access the website really easily. It's the same interface that you have when you go from the app. If you go to the recently added section, you can just hit the download button and there it goes right onto your device.
1: And if you're not in recently added and go to the BARD website, you can just add stuff to your wishlist wish list. and there's a button right there yeah. on the thing for your wish list.
5: That's right. I thought it was so interesting because there was such a clamor for it. And then when it was released, it was like, it's out. And that was it. I mean, people are using it, they enjoy right. it, but the buzz that I expected just didn't seem to happen much. Well, I
1: think part of that's because it just worked so well that nobody really had anything <laughs> exactly. to say about
5: it. There's nothing
2: to say about it. Right. We're just so excited that it's no. there. You know, my book sense has yeah. been living in a drawer for the last four months. That's really what I have to say about that. Yep.
1: <laughs> and yeah. it's a great device, yeah, all of our book but players are.
2: I didn't need it anymore. So I have one complaint, and this has been a complaint that I've seen amongst a lot of Twitter users. Is that we can set a sleep timer on our iPhones using the clock app. However, there's yeah, no sleep there's timer. No, there's
1: no sleep timer in, in the BARD, the Bard app.
2: app. So here's my main frustration. And that is that because I read every night before I go to bed, I have my timer set as a sleep timer, right? Because I don't want to go in and change it yep. every single night. So I have it set for a sleep timer. I can't tell you many times that I've set a timer in the last couple months, using my regular timer and then have forgotten that I set it as a sleep timer. And so then I'm going, why is my timer not gone off? Oh, crap.
1: Ah, yes. Oh, oh, you know oh that three-minute egg? It's now been 10 minutes. Oops. Yeah.
2: So all ye NLS. People who happen to listen to triple click home, if you're listening to this, please add a sleep timer to the Bard app if you can, because... I think
1: that's its one deficiency.
2: Yeah. The only other deficiency that I've seen, and that is that the one minute, five minute, 10, it goes from one minute to five minutes to 15 minutes when you're rewinding and fast forwarding. And actually, sometimes I need it to be less. Or I need it to be 10 minutes, not 15 minutes, because now I've gone too far, and now I have to play Yeah, the... but that's
1: a holdover right from the physical talking book Oh, player.
2: that's right. Okay. So I only had the fans, because I so was what a you book have Sense to, user. so
1: user.
2: So yeah, so what you have to do or... is,
1: you, you just have to do two five minutes. Okay.
2: This is... Right, right.
5: Okay. This
2: is. Jamie, have you been happy with your Baradap experience?
5: Yes. It's so simple. Yeah. And it's great to use.
2: Well, I like that I can set my default speed as yeah. being really fast. And then if I find that the narrator mm-hmm. is too, you know, because all of the narrators are so different. And sometimes speeding them up right. to one speed is great. And then sometimes you're like, oh, God, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> or this is not pleasant. Now I'm like speed reading. But yeah. I like that it's so easy to change the speed on yeah. that lie. It's great. When,
1: and, and changing the navigation level, too, yes. is pretty easy.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's really nice. And the really
1: cool thing is when you change the navigation level and you go backward and forward by an item, uh-huh. it'll actually tell you what the name of that item yes. is.
2: I like that. Which
1: is just the coolest thing ever.
2: Right. Now, if we could only choose the narrators. Right. Oh, I hate to say it because I know I'm being picky, but there are definitely times when I download a book and I figure out who the narrator is and then I go, oh, I don't want to listen to this book anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Same here.
2: There are some narrators who do a fantastic
1: job. Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah. And then there's some people that I'm like, really, why did we hire you? (laughs) Oh, well.
1: Coming after the break, we have the mailbag. Your comments and questions and things. Yes. And uh, then we finished the year, and uh, so stay tuned for that, because if you drop out now, you'll be stuck in September. That's right. Drop School Day students, community. High 7 The Classroom, 1,000 America attendance. Quit variety they have reasons. Job
0: like to get. Baby raise a. Relative help an elderly. Happening local on, it's a level. Catastrophe, it's a national.
1: 7,000 high school students drop out every school day it doesn't make sense to us either. We can keep students in school. Visit BoostUp.org and take the first step. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. So welcome back. We have a great email that we're going to post in the show notes from Marcus. And Marcus tells us all about navigating some of the um, features of pages that are maybe not so obvious.
2: No. Specifically, he's talking to us about when you're exporting into a different file type. So... You know, the great thing about Pages is that it's, now it's really accessible. They've made quite a few improvements with Mavericks. Uh, However, when you're exporting to a file type like Word, it used to be that you could go into save as, and then you could choose that you wanted to save it as a Word document. Well, you can't do that anymore. So now you have to export it into Word, or EPUB, or PDF, or plain text, and I was even confused by this, because what would happen is I would get into File, I would go down to Export, and I would choose Word, and then I would get this dialog box where I'm like, well, I told you I wanted to save it as a Word file, what is this? And then I have these all these buttons that say Unknown. Well, if you interact with the Unknown section, it'll actually tell you what it is. But that was a lot of, you know, trial and error on my part. And then I would choose Word, and then you can export it. Well, apparently, I have been going to a step that I didn't need to do. Because all you have to do is go to File, go to Export, choose the file type that you actually want to export it to, and then it saves that as your default. So then, you can just hit the, I believe, Save button, and it'll bring up the dialog box where you pick where you're going to put it. So... Uh, thank you for saving us a step, Marcus.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. That was a great email with a lot of information that I think that is going to save a well, bunch of people. Well, thank you to the people. Apple
2: Accessibility team for actually writing back to him with a with real, a real answer. answer.
1: Yes, absolutely. Right? This is going to save yeah. a lot of people a lot of grief.
2: Right. He also did ask us about Open Office accessibility, and the answer is still sort of. Yeah, I haven't Not looked really. at
1: Open Office in a couple of years, and last time I did... It was bad. Yeah, Writer was kind of a pain to use the spreadsheet thing you could sort of use if the spreadsheet wasn't too huge. Like I said, I haven't looked at it in a, quite a long time, so I don't know what the current state is.
2: Yeah, but numbers and pages are working now, so I mean, I think that... The answer is iWork is going to be a better option.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Pages yeah. reads really nicely now, especially with the tables. It
2: does. Thank you, Marcus, and thank you to anybody else who wrote us. And we will make sure to post that email in our show notes. How can they get a hold of us, buddy? Because we were kind of uh, sad this You month.
1: know, I'm glad you asked, and I'd be happy to tell you. You can write to us, send an email to resources at com. You can post comment on the TripleClickHome home webpage, tripleclickhome.com. You can call the blab line at eight six six nine nine seven two five two two. Or you can leave an iReport using iBlink Radio for iOS or iOS. I mean Android. You can Or
2: they can send <laughs> us a tweet.
1: You can do that. Tweet us at TripleClickHome.
2: Home. Are we close to five thousand now? We
1: are, we are close. We're knocking to 5, on 5,000's door. Wow.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: that is so cool that
5: is amazing
1: we are knocking <laughs> on five thousand. i feel like we're door. like
2: popular
1: yep i think that we now have more followers than alina roberts
5: has
2: oh yeah <laughs> yo you guys way surpassed me wow i still don't know how i have all the followers that i do so i'm honored <laughs>
5: you're just cool that way
1: that's all it's because you're alina oh, roberts that's why
5: you. that's right yes
2: you know what, buddy and Jamie? If I get a job next year, that's really how I'm going to know I'm cool.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will help. Yeah, yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, anybody out there who's hiring TVIs, be ready to put myself out there.
1: So, rolling the clock ahead to uh,
2: hey, we had another Apple event.
1: October, yeah. <laughs> Look at that! It's the one the analysts were talking about, and the ones the analysts were expecting. But Apple managed to slip in a couple of surprises, didn't they?
2: Yeah. A few. The iPad Air is really cool. The iPad Air
1: is very cool. Melanie loves her iPad Air. It
2: doesn't weigh anything.
1: It's really light, narrower than the uh, previous iPads and lighter by quite a bit. And and, uh, like I said, Melanie loves hers. We weren't expecting the iPad Mini would, well, we were expecting it would have a retina display, but we weren't expecting, at least I wasn't expecting, that it would have the exact same specs a7 processor with as the M7 the co-processor Air. as the iPad Air. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you're changing right. is the size. Yep. It also
2: weighs almost nothing.
1: And then Apple did something really <laughs> smart by lowering the price of the previous generation iPad Mini.
2: Correct. They reduced it by $100 to 299
1: And they made the MacBook Pro 13-inch significantly cheaper. Significantly cheaper. Significantly cheaper. cheaper. Like, cheaper by lots.
2: And because they weren't done yet, they gave Mavericks to everybody for free.
1: Free. And also pages and...
2: Numbers and Keynote. If you buy a new Apple.
1: If you buy a new Mac, yes. not free. Although...
2: I say that because I didn't own Numbers and I had to buy it.
1: There were, like, sneaky, nefarious ways to get free iWork, even if you hadn't bought it. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, darn it, buddy. Why didn't I ask you?
1: I don't know. You didn't see the same (laughs) article I did.
2: It was a really good $20, honestly. So they can have 20 bucks of my money.
1: There you go. It was like if
5: you had a trial or something, then like somehow you managed to get it.
2: Okay. Jamie, are you running Mavericks?
5: I am running Mavericks and uh, having no problems. The upgrade went very smoothly and uh, I have no complaints at all at this point, honestly
2: uh mail still
5: yeah you know although you know what (sighs) gmail's been weird on my iphone lately and it seems like gmail's been having some just think gmail's been been
2: weird on my mac is it being weird on your iphone
5: and even on my windows pc some occasionally weird yeah
2: oh gmail (laughs) you used to be so awesome
1: and then, of course, Apple also introduced that spiffy new Mac Pro, where you can get a Dodeca core Mac <laughs> Pro if you want one, with like 64 gigs of RAM and like terabytes. It's insane. Solid state and it's in this
2: little tiny tube.
1: I'd like to like, see one, see how big it is.
2: Me too. And I know my husband is really like, tarted. if I didn't work for a university who doesn't have the budget to totally get me one of those. He really wants one. I'm sure
1: he does. Wow,
2: that would be fancy.
1: What would your husband do with the Dodeca Core Mac Pro? just like saying that. He wouldn't have to have
2: a crap ton of backups. By the way, that's 12 cores. That's insane. He would be very happy. Rendering would probably take a lot less time.
5: (laughs) I'm sure it would. (laughs) Hey,
1: we're almost there, guys. We've got a review of the iPhone 5S by John
5: Panarese.
2: My... John Pannery, yeah, John who's O'Fan. out
5: being all busy and productive while we're sitting around just sort of talking tech here. Well, hey, it's living all right. the dream, I'm, man. Living it's the dream. finals week, That's and I'm basically done. I can <laughs> talk tech.
1: So we're almost back yeah. up. We're gonna roll forward to November.
2: I think we were just there. we were. pretty sure. Yeah,
5: <laughs> does kind of feel familiar, doesn't it? Something about eye work and missing features, and but wait, they're coming, they're coming
1: back. back. They said in six months, but uh, apparently, the, uh, quite a few of them are already back.
2: Yes, because they came out with a five point oh one yep. that got pushed very recently. We can still not open RTF files. Is that correct?
1: I believe this is correct.
2: Sad. I have so many RTF files.
1: Yeah, and RTF is pretty <laughs> universal, so I hope we get that back pretty soon. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, yeah, we they can open them in text back. edit, and text edit's fine, but
2: and then we can turn Word Wrap off so that we can read past page 1 which they still need to fix it's really really confusing when you're going through your document and you're reading and you're reading and you're hitting your down and arrow key happens. and then suddenly it just stops talking you're like wait what
1: yeah that happened to me
2: it happens to me on a regular basis most of my rtf files are more than one page so As long as I remember to turn to wrap to window on, actually what I need to do is I need to go into the preferences and just set that as my default. The problem is is now as a college student, I can't write anything in text edit because I can't read what I'm writing past page one. So I guess as long as I'm only doing a one page reflection. So it's interesting. I was the girl who said, I don't need pages. I have it because it's supposed to be awesome. But honestly, I just find it too complicated. And now I use it for everything.
1: Well, there you go. So
2: it's a conspiracy. Really, that's what it is, buddy. That's what it is. We'll make her use iWork. She doesn't need text edit. That's too easy.
1: I used to use text edit all the time because it loaded so fast.
2: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, and I remember back before Mavericks, pages would take forever. Forever.
1: Oh, my goodness. Did pages take forever to load?
2: Please, can I just see my document? No, no. Okay. Hello? I also want to put out a little note to all ye Maverick Pages users. There is a still a way for you to create a custom template because it used to be that if you went into the template chooser, there was a button that said custom. Well, there is no more button that says custom. What you do now is you create a new document You set all the parameters that you would want as your default. Like, for instance, as a student, I'm required to write in Times New Roman. Don't ask me why, it's just a requirement, right? Well, Apple's default is Helvetica. And it got really frustrating when I had to go in and make sure that I changed it to Times New Roman because I didn't need my professors knocking my grade down because I forgot to change the stupid font. And now what you do is you set your parameters and then you go into the file menu. There is a save as. Template, I believe is what it's called. And that's what you have to do in order to set a custom template. Uh Uh So I was glad to find the workaround. There's got to be a way. Well, I learned that because I was trying to figure out what would I do for a low vision kid who would want their default font to be maybe like size 18 and size and maybe an Arial or whatever font that's really easy for them to read. And... I wouldn't want to have to have them go into the font panel every single time they loaded a new document just so that they could have their default font sizes. So yay for classwork making making me figure things out.
1: (laughs) So we also have here a list of all the things that everyone can look forward to when iOS 7.1 comes out.
2: Uh, Are you running that, Mr. Buddy Brandon?
1: I can neither confirm nor deny.
2: okay. Can you confirm whether or not you like the changes?
1: I can say that there's a good possibility that I like a couple of voiceover bugs were possibly Uh fixed. Possibly, yes. And I'm really pleased about that, yes.
5: It sounds like low vision users are going to be really pleased. Low vision users will very likely
1: be very pleased because um, there may or may not be a darker keyboard option available.
2: that would be available... All times. And they're increasing the contrast. That is something they did announce. Mm. So
1: I think that our low vision users will be very pleased with these updates when they roll, which hopefully is soon.
2: Which is good because I've heard yeah. some really significant oh,
1: problems yes. for low vision yes. people. Uh-huh. The font that they used on mm. the keys is very thin.
2: Right. And as we pointed out last month, ma- Majority of the blind community actually has residual vision. So it's very important that low vision users get taken into consideration. Yep. I really like that Apple has made their products, though, so universally accessible. That if you are low vision and want to still use your vision, but only part of the time. I can do that. That you can finally run voiceover and Zoom at the same time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Although I got to say, it's kind of a pain, at least on the iPad, because Melanie has Zoom and sometimes I need voiceover and it's yeah. kind of a pain because then I can't figure out how to, for example, like the keyboard's like really huge and you have to swipe, like you, like you have to scroll the keyboard and that just makes me crazy. Oh, really? I didn't even know it affected that. Yeah, you can't turn Zoom off while voiceover is on, apparently. And hopefully they fixed that in 7.1. Oh. But you can. Mm -hmm. So there you go.
2: I also learned last month at my workshop that if you are blind and you use a switch, Mm -hmm. it's not a perfect workaround because you can't have voiceover on and switch access on at the same time. Okay. But you can have the screen speak to you. Ah, So that's their workaround. Okay, well. Which I'll tell you what is better than nothing. Better than
1: nothing, but hopefully they can address that later. So, yeah, there's good stuff coming. And as far as one trend that I've been seeing is in mainstream press, they're talking about, oh, well, if you don't like this, you can go into accessibility and change so and so and you'll like it better. So, people who don't generally use these functions are using these functions.
2: Right.
5: So, good stuff.
2: And Mr. Joe Steinkamp nabbed the interview that I wanted. He did. So we're going to link to it here.
5: I've not gotten to use this app yet. I would just go to the movie just to play with the app. When it comes to town, I may have to do that.
2: Yeah, I still need to go see Philomena. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I hope to see more movies described, and, and I also hope that they really do, in fact, start to integrate this with home video, like uh,
5: DVDs and Blu-rays. Right. That would be great. That would be fantastic.
2: Yeah. Well, and... I've had a couple of people say, "Well, is Solo DX going to put all- their entire library onto the app?" And I op- honestly hope the answer is yes, because
5: yeah, they've been then all kind of is- what's the word guarded about that. I mean, they say they'd like oh, to, but they're okay. not. I don't think they're making any promises at this point. Okay, that's just kind of from some tweets. That, that would I've be really that, neat. That would be great.
2: Because then we could just have the particular descriptive audio track on our phone. Hit that little sync button and then sit down and enjoy ourselves.
1: There you go. Then we could enjoy movies again because I haven't enjoyed a movie in a very long time.
2: Oh, you're kidding. Do you guys not get the DVDs that have the descriptive audio tracks?
1: I haven't found the descriptive audio tracks. I mean, like a lot of times they're on Blu-ray, but not on the DVDs.
2: Uh, That's not true.
1: It is in some cases.
2: Okay. So here's what you do, buddy, is, and you you guys may need to have somebody come over to your house. If Melanie's not able to identify the button on your remote, but there's a button on your remote for your DVD player that's called audio. And what it'll do is it will cycle through the tracks that are available uh-huh. because I can't set the descriptive audio track myself either. Right. Cause I can't see the menu. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I hit play on the movie and then I hit my audio button like three or four times. huh. And see what happens. Uh-huh. And sometimes I get my descriptive audio track. Uh-huh. And sometimes I don't, okay. depending on the film.
1: I will have to, will have to try this. I it. will have to try this thing. But we haven't bought any movies in a while. But the thing is, really, like I say, it's just frustrating to watch a movie. I mean, I used to be able to watch movies. But now it's like there's mm-hmm. so many spots in movies that have nothing. Nothing. Like no.
2: Oh, God, it's another montage. What the heck is happening? Right.
5: Yeah.
1: They'll play music or it'll just be silent. And like, there's no ambient sound, yes. no, no dialogue, no nothing. And that,
5: <laughs> right?
1: Why is everybody yeah. laughing uproariously right now?
5: What? Yeah, he. Why you're in the movie and people start laughing and you're like, why are they?
2: Why oh are they laughing? yes, yes. What are you yes. laughing at? Yes, I know. So. We always get the joke last. Yep. Okay. But one of the movies we watched recently. I think it was Silver Linings Playbook had a descriptive audio track and they did a really good job of not. (laughs) My husband's main complaint is that they'll tell him what happens before it happens. Yeah. Especially (laughs) during action sequences. (laughs) And he'll go, death hasn't happened yet. (laughs) 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 But this one did a better job of not spoiling it for him.
1: Gotta put those descriptions in where you can. That's right.
2: Yeah, I really like the idea of the movie reading app because I can have an earbud in one ear listening to the descriptive audio. Right. And then I'm listening to the film with my other ear. And I'm not disturbing anybody. I get to enjoy the film just like everybody else does. Or
1: you can put on your Aftershocks blues and get... That's what I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, totally. So, hey, looky here, guys. We're in the present again. <gasps>
5: It's December. Wow.
1: Welcome back to the present.
5: And we're talking about beacons. Beacons. Eye beacons. Yeah, I'm going to
1: be really interested to see how this plays in a store like the Apple (laughs) store. I mean, yes, they have a limited number of products, but their floor plan is wide open. There's some aisles, but it's very wide open. And sort of knowing where you are in the store, I think, would probably be a lot easier with Little low power Bluetooth things everywhere saying, "This way to the iPad."
2: Right, that would be pretty fancy. Now, uh, my closest Apple store is like eighty miles. Oh, mine's
1: so further than we
5: that.
2: Don't actually, go very often. Yeah,
5: mine's further than that, and of course, we have a
2: we have a local yeah. Mine's uh, Mac pre- pretty
5: store. much, I think, eighty is uh, miles is probably. Too close. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like you, buddy.
2: Awesome. So none of us live near none an Apple Store. <laughs> none
1: of us live near the Macy's in New York City or San Francisco.
2: Well, John does, but he's well, not here. Right. <laughs> You're
1: right. Well, I don't think he lives near near like the like Long Island isn't mm. necessarily. Well, it's no, closer he's than, on Long, I- Long Closer Island, than the right? rest of us, but <laughs> You're
5: right.
4: Well,
1: yeah. And then you know he could take the Long Island Railroad. Still. Yep. I've actually been to the like the Macy's uh-huh. flagship. Is store. it crazy? Actually, I went in to buy a wallet, and it was, you know, it was big. But the Uh, thing that I'll remember about it is that when I went there, okay, here's what what I did. I I was visiting a friend of mine in Brooklyn. I got on the subway, and I went down to the Empire State Building, which is like 34th and, like, 5th Avenue or something like that. I forget. Anyway, so I went to the Empire State Building, and I went up to the top of the Empire State Building, just so I could say I went to the top of the Empire State Building.
2: Yeah, right. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I came down, and I had to decided I needed to go to um, buy a wallet. And, well, there's Macy's right there, so I'm going, and I go over, and I walk up to this store, and walk through the automatic sliding doors. You know, step on the door, it opens, and I walk in, and the woman says, "Hi, welcome to Victoria's Secret." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I am went- in the wrong store. Uh- Sorry. <laughs>
5: Nothing to see here, moving right along. Moving
1: right along, yeah. Um, So um, that's...
2: They did a study recently that actually said that when men walk into Victoria's Secret, they actually are compelled to buy things mainly so that they can
1: leave. No, I just left. I I bucked the trend. Okay. The girl that welcomed me to Victoria's Secret sounded very cheerful and everything, but uh, yeah. Right. Didn't really need to be in there at that point. Oh, um,
2: come on, buddy.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'll remember about going to the Macy's in New York. I did get a wallet there, but... Uh, oh, good. Yes.
2: And how did you find Manhattan as a blind traveler? How did
1: I find it? Kept walking. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you no, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, no, I mean... Yeah.
2: Sorry, I should actually, have phrased it better. How was your experience? Actually,
1: it was good. I don't know. You know, people always talk about how New Yorkers are unfriendly and they couldn't give two craps about you and all this sort of thing. Not my experience at all. Right. Not my experience at all. No. When I got off the, you know, I had people help me from. Probably
2: because you're not a New Yorker. Maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I got off the Amtrak train and people at the train station walked me to the subway. And I got off the subway uh-huh. and. Immediate, like I walked out the door, and here's this woman that just asked me if she could help me get anywhere. I'm like, I told her where I was going. She says, uh-huh. well, "What are the cross streets? I don't know, but uh, I'll find out." And you know, I found out, and she said, "Oh, well, geez, that's just one block from here." And so she not only got me out of the train station, but she actually walked me from the train station uh-huh. to my hotel. And oh,
2: wow, wow. And yeah,
1: I'm like. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm not taking you out him out of your way, am I? She says, Oh no, no, I'm. I'm hey, you know, like I asked her two or three times, and then when I went to catch the the New Jersey train, I walked into the train station, or walked. I see, I got off the subway again, and uh-huh. asked how to get to the New Jersey Transit. And this woman's on her way to work, and she walks me to the other part of the train station. Then this other guy who's nice. on his way to work yeah. walks me from there to the New Jersey thing and makes sure that I get to that part. It's like, it was crazy. I That's think it wonderful.
5: has a lot to do with, I mean, you're confident, you're nice, you're professional. People are going to respond more comfortably to that maybe. Maybe. I do know where, I'm, where my head is going there. I, it's just a thought.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. I think that a lot of it has to do with how we present ourselves. Yep.
1: But then, I mean, then there was the that way guy. But, I mean, like you get that way guys all Well, the
5: time. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's that way. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So that's our iBeacon information. The yeah. answer is we don't know because we don't we, none tour. of us live anywhere near an Apple store. But speaking
1: of traveling, here's a neat article about Foursquare and how Foursquare finally got what... Foursquare really envisioned itself to be in the beginning, like years and years later.
5: As much of a pain as Foursquare is for people who don't care about it, and I have actually taken it off of my Twitter and Facebook, unless I'm doing something specific that I want to check in. But you can actually get some coupons. You can actually get some deals now. I mean, like 20% off the entire purchase or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot more in-app uh, specials that you can unlock when you check into places here. Oh,
1: and sometimes it's, it's interesting to read the tips that people leave.
5: I agree. Yep. Especially restaurants.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I went to this one pizza place when I was in New York. It was like, I was intending to go to this one, and they said, oh yeah, they only have sell whole pizzas, and you should go to this other one. So I went to this other one. It was called Bella Vita. Bellavita I went to Bella Vita and and ended up getting a small pizza and, and I'm reading the thing and it three or four tips it said, oh, if you're at Bella Vita, you have to get the garlic knots. The what? Garlic knots. You have to get garlic knots. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. garlic knots. If you like garlic, you have to get garlic knots. So I, woman comes back okay. to, the waitress comes back to my table. I said, I understand that I'm supposed to get garlic knots. She says, oh my God, yes, you have to get garlic So I got the garlic knots <laughs> and they were in fact Wonderful. So yeah, Foursquare actually envisioned itself as sort of being your traveling companion and it would sort of give you tips. Right. And they finally figured out how to do that. And so I'll be interested to see
2: how that plays
5: out. Me too.
2: I'll have to consider using the app again.
5: I mean, it's kind of a technical, well, it's a very technical explanation, but basically it's going to kind of unobtrusively monitor where you're going and then especially in right. unfamiliar places, give you some tips. Mm-hmm. Like, Suggestions. I'm assuming right. notifications, exactly. Yep. You might want to check out this yep. place while you're here, which that could, like you nice. say, be quite useful. So,
2: Hey, we made it to the
1: end we of the did. year. Now, we, now we get to prognosticate on what we're going to see next year, and I have no freaking
2: clue. Oh, I hate prognostics.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Nobody knows what Apple's going to do until Apple does it, and I don't care how many analysts think they do. Right.
2: I'm pretty certain we'll have a new iPhone next year. Uh huh.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure there's, sure there's going to be a new We'll iPhone. have a
2: new iPad.
1: We'll probably have some, you know, MacBook refreshes.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I think we'll see some MacBook Air refreshes.
1: I don't know. I do think Will that Apple's. It. Gonna, I I think it. Apple is going to come out with uh, something wearable.
5: I do too. That's, okay. That's where I was going. Okay. I agree. It, it may or may not be a watch. It could be yeah, anything. I don't not,
2: see the television happening. I'm not
1: necessarily convinced that it's going to be a watch, but it's going to be something. Right. Television, no. Right. I'm still not on board the television.
2: And I think the Apple TV is going to continue to get better. Really oh, yeah. Do. I think
1: we're going to yeah. see a lot more content added to Apple TV. Didn't they just add a couple of new things yesterday or something?
2: Oh, did they really? i have to go check. Wow.
1: I haven't looked, but I thought I saw something. Because they keep
2: on pushing them over the air, yeah. and then you don't even know about it until yeah, you no, I think I saw turn something, on your Apple TV I, and you're like, hey. I can't. I didn't see those buttons yesterday. It's pretty neat, I got to say. You know, Mm -hmm. like I said, we got HBO, and so now we get to use HBO Go, which has all of their television series and even the movies that they're playing. Mm -hmm. So they've got some classics on there. All five of the Rocky movies are available to me at any time, and I'm Uh like, that's great, (laughs) except I hate Rocky.
5: (laughs) We know what Alina Uh. will not be watching on her Apple TV.
2: Yeah, Sylvester Stallone is not my cup of tea.
5: So are there any good uh, guides for using Apple TV with voiceover? I was kind of looking last night, and it was kind of late last night when I was looking. And- I haven't seen any,
1: but there are... I
2: don't know if you need one. Yeah,
1: there really aren't that many buttons on the Apple TV. Actually, okay. there are none. Yeah. But the remote only has... Well, so how,
5: how do you actually turn voiceover on, I guess, is the... It'll, it'll tell oh, you how. Hold
2: down the menu button.
5: Yeah. It'll tell you how. Really, when you first um, set it up? hold
2: down the menu yeah. button, and then okay. you hit, well, hit enter. Yeah, when you,
1: well, yeah, when you cool. first turn it on, though, it'll tell you, like, press so-and-so three times, and it'll turn voiceover right. on. Nice. Correct. But, yeah, there's only, like, two buttons plus a four-way navigational thing and the uh, enter button in the middle of that, and that's it. All right.
2: Which makes um, searching for things...
1: Searching for things really is... Really frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, really, the challenge is aiming the remote sometimes... Because it's a tiny remote Mm. in a tiny box.
2: I believe, however, that the iPhone remote is mostly accessible. Yeah, it's
1: mostly accessible, but it's kind of a pain.
2: Yeah. But if you wanted to use something besides the remote that comes with it, Jamie, the other option to you is that if you guys have a universal remote, it can be programmed to use the Apple TV.
1: And also you
5: can use Bluetooth keyboard. Right. Wow, that's nice. I could see where that was
2: really quite. useful when you're trying to search for something. Sure. Cause they've got their keyboard laid out as if it were alphabetical order. Oh. And then, so you're like, Hey, the A is way up there. And then I gotta go find a J or something. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that's my thing about Apple TV that I don't like is the search feature.
1: Right. But on the flip side of that, well, it's no easier for sighted people.
2: No, it's really not. Well, I
1: have to do the same exact thing. Yep. Oh, and you're stuck with yeah. the grumpy Samantha voice. That's the other oh. thing. Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. that is true. And let me tell you what one of the big downfalls of having VoiceOver turned on is that you end up turning up the volume while you're watching the program that you're watching. And then once and then it's voiceover done, really VoiceOver loud. starts talking oh. and you're like, oh, God. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. I can, I can so see that actually. That kind of happens with your when you're earbuds with you earbuds with your headphones or your your iPhone. Yeah, you listen to a really quiet. The other audio. thing
1: that will occasionally happen is if you're listening to a bunch of music, sometimes voiceover will like read off all the titles of of every track you're listening. <laughs> yes. to and they don't yeah, yeah. To do that,
5: right? You're like
2: stop, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't go over to our Apple TVs and do a three finger double tap to mute the speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so. I guess that's our prognostication, that that we don't really know what's going to come. And honestly, based on how many things we've gotten in the last few months, I think it's going to be a while. It could even be WWDC before we hear anything new.
1: That's my bet. I don't think we're going to see anything till WWDC.
2: Yeah. Right. And that's not to say that we won't have lots of things to talk with you guys about for the next six months, but they're not going to necessarily be products.
5: You better know it. We shall indeed
2: in fact, I think next month I'll have some uh, app things to talk about.
5: That'll be good.
2: Uh, Coursera has a new app for all ye wanting to learn things.
1: I've got a spiffy gadget to
5: review. Ooh, yes, yes, buddy, does. Yeah.
2: We might have an interview with the developer. Maybe. Yeah, we'll
5: we'll keep working on those interviews as well.
2: Yeah, and if you guys have anybody that you want us to interview, you know, let yeah. us know because. We're not always in the know.
5: Well, we don't always know what the listener wants to hear either.
1: We may sound like know it alls, <laughs> but really, <you> know, we are <laughs> not.
2: That's not uh. true, buddy. Don't let the illusion go where you know oh. everything.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. <sighs> no, I'm yes. kidding. But, you know, look forward to a lot of good stuff coming up next year. Yes. For sure.
5: Absolutely. Keep it all coming your we I mean, way. we got
2: we to gotta earn more followers on Twitter, right?
5: So right. Yeah, maybe we'll be at 10,000 by this time next year.
2: Could oh, my gosh. That would be the coolest never, never thing know. ever.
1: Could happen. I would like to wish all of y'all a happy holiday season. A Merry Christmas if you celebrate Indeed. that. Or a yes. happy whichever other thingy you celebrate.
2: Yes. And a happy new year.
1: I think and all of us year. get that one. That's right. Yes. Yeah.
2: Triple and how call. can we contact Buddy?
1: You can follow Buddy at twitter.com slash B That's B B R A N N A N. Actually, I should say again how you can get a hold of the show. You can get a hold of the show by following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash triple You can leave a comment on our webpage, tripleclickhome.com. You can email resources at sarotalk.com. Or you can leave a comment on the Blab line, 866 997 Or you can leave an iReport report on your iOS device or your Android phone.
2: You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash blindperspective. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-I-V. And really, I should change my name, but I'm not going to. Oh,
5: no. No, no don't, not don't do knock that. this point.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pretend to be John Pannerese and say that you can follow John Pannerese at twitter.com slash Mac for the blind, all spelled out, no numbers, M-A-C-F-O-R-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D. Yes.
2: And follow him, and maybe he'll tweet more
1: often. Follow him, and maybe In he'll mind. tweet more often
5: and you can reach me jamie paul's twitter.com slash j-a-m-i-e-p-a-u-l-s i'm also responsible for the tweets from the Talk twitter feed twitter.com slash s-e-r-o-t-a-l-k except for the one percent of the time when i'm not around when miss lisa salinger takes care of it so if there's ever anything that you don't like that comes across the feed send her an email if there's something you do like send it to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm gonna be in so much trouble when oh, she
1: hears that. Oh, you sure are.
5: Oh yeah, you are.
1: <laughs> you better be glad she's way over here and you're way over there.
5: Exactly.
1: Yes, we will look forward to seeing all of y'all next month. Thanks for dropping in, spending some time with us, and uh, we look forward to doing it again in another month.